Hello everybody and welcome to the second edition of the Upton 12 Man Podcast. Uh, my name is Matt Owen and I'm here with you again just for a very brief introduction to today uh, and then we'll get to our main event which I will um, describe very shortly. So as I say, today we're going to have just this really from me. I'm going to be updating you a little bit on the club's position with regards to the whole pandemic that's going on around us at the moment and just give you a brief overview of what the ECB have said about all things cricket and what kind of effect that has on us. I'll mention a few events coming up over the next few weeks on mainly social media that will hopefully uh, allow you to keep contributing to the club and then we're going to go to our main feature for today which is a conversation that happened between myself and Matt Ingram about two or three weeks ago uh, as we started to plan these podcasts taking place that uh, is all centred around junior cricket at Upton and how that had such an effect on our recent uh, cricketing careers. So first of all we will cover the current uh, position that the club is taking as of as this is released the 12th of May. Uh, Now Jazz has put out a statement this evening regarding our position. Uh, Firstly what I'll do is I'll mention the ECB's uh, new stance with regards to uh, the impact on cricket following Boris Johnson's speech on Sunday and then the following questions on Monday. So The ECB statement reads as follows. We are aware that the UK government has announced changes that affect sport and physical activity in England, which are due to come into effect on Wednesday the 13th of May. We are expecting to receive further clarity from the UK government in the coming days and in turn we shall share greater detail and guidelines with the game as soon as we are able. Our priority is the support of colleagues and clubs across the game to deliver elements of outdoor cricket in a responsible way that does not compromise safety. We completely understand the level of patience that recreational cricketers have had to demonstrate so far and know that most will be desperate to return to the net practice as soon as possible. We ask for a little more time to plan out the best way to deliver the opportunity for everyone to do this as safely as possible. The health and well-being of everyone in cricket remains our number one priority and we hope uh, that we'll be able to share further updates towards the end of the week along with a support plan for our clubs to follow. So that's the ECB stance as it is. So ultimately no change with regards to the way that we can use uh, cricket facilities at the moment and no suggestion of a return to the game at present. Then, as a cricket club, we take our following stance. So this is what we have released on top of that. So taking this all on board, the club's position remains exactly the same as it was in our previous announcement on the 7th of April. So as a gentle reminder to everyone, this means that our facilities such as the clubhouse, tea room, grounds and nets all remain closed at the moment. The only people allowed on site are volunteer members who are working on the grounds so that hopefully as soon as the crisis is over, some cricket can be played. We are aware that uh, there are people using the ground for exercise and things like that. We are not actively preventing that from happening but we do encourage that um, we we stay away as much as possible and if you are on there exercising that you make sure you please stay out of the way of any of the uh, people that are down there volunteering working on the grounds uh, and make sure you obviously you keep your distance and those kind of things. Now we obviously appreciate, um, and this is going back to what Jazz has released, uh, we obviously appreciate that there's a desire to enjoy the facilities as soon as possible and with the new uh, rest- uh, restrictions being brought into place that are slightly relaxed, this may provide an opportunity 
in the not too distant future to use the nets. Uh, we would at this stage please encourage all members to continue to uh, follow the position that the club is, is taking at the moment and if you want to hear uh, or you want to keep an eye on where the club is coming from with regards to our position then please keep an eye on the website and social media platforms uh, and we will get the message to you if and when the nets in particular which is the one that i know most people would probably like to use if you're going to use any of them uh, will become available so keep in touch with us for that one jazz will be as he always is on top of communication with regards to those things so that's just a little general update as to where we are there okay so moving forward um a couple of things just to mention the uh upton pub quiz continues to run on a sunday evening we did have a little um glitch on that this week we were hoping to run a midweek quiz that may still happen uh, but it may not be presented live in the same way so keep your eye out for that over the next couple of days if i get an opportunity to get it produced uh, but it will return again on sunday evening at eight o'clock with barry burns this week as he will uh, be hosting again having not been able to do so last week and hopefully we'll be able to get that audio round in uh, on this occasion also, just to keep an eye on the uh, performance of the century poll, which is taking place on Twitter. We've got lots of polls going on there. We'll be moving into the second round as of uh, 7 o'clock tomorrow evening. That's Wednesday evening. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so keep an eye on those as we start to move towards the, uh, the latter stages into the last 32 already. And they'll be coming thick and fast with 48-hour voting polls open. So make sure you get support in your favourite or if it's yourself, um, get retweeting and get sharing with as many people as possible to get the votes and hopefully receive those brilliant prizes from our sponsors at Love Lane for that competition. We hope to continue to bring you as much um, as much correspondence as possible and I openly uh, encourage people to continue to step forward if you've got something you feel that you could contribute to one of these podcasts that would be fantastic or even if you uh, you fancy doing a greatest 11 or putting something forward that could go on on the social medias as well and thank you to everyone that's participated in those so far right then i'm going to stop with my um my voice and i am going to uh, hand over well to me actually as it happens um and my conversation that i had the other day um with uh, mr matthew ingram who is someone who came across to our cricket club uh, when he was 13 years of age, 12, 13. We couldn't quite establish exactly uh, when it was, as you'll see in the conversation. And this is sort of our insight into, first of all, uh, the junior experience at Upton, and then also how the teams that we came up through, including the, uh, the fifth 11, which unfortunately isn't uh, something that we have anymore. We do have a Sunday first team. Um, and we sort of talk about how those have had an effect on our cricketing days and mention a few people along the way. What I will mention just before it starts is that there are a few uh, sort of break-up moments in this. Unfortunately, my internet connection when I was sat in the garden was not quite as effective as it is inside. I hope it's enjoyable for uh, for you all, and if you do get bored or you just want to skip to the end, then please feel free to do so. It does take up a fair chunk of your time. It's a longer edition than we'll be aiming to do. Generally speaking, it's going to be about 45 minutes of chat there. So if it's something that you feel will fill your time, that's brilliant. If it's not and you want to just catch certain bits, that's okay. It kind of works in a chronological order. Um, 
I will pretty much sign off the podcast here in terms of the general conversation. We'll be back as often as we can. I've lined up some more um, exciting guests over the next few weeks that will hopefully pop in and be able to fill some of your time. Guys, thank you very much. Stay safe and enjoy the chat that you're about to hear. Bye-bye, guys. I'm joined today by club legend, um, Matthew Ingram. Uh, <laughs> how are you doing, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. I'm not too bad. Taking along. Um, it's a bit weird, isn't it? You can't go out. It's, it's all a bit weird, isn't it? All a bit weird. How's isolation treating you then? Not too bad, to be fair. Like with obviously, like, I've had a number of operations over the past few months. So I've been sat inside doing nothing anyway, so I'm well trained. Um, well, that is true. You had good practice, didn't you, for a couple of weeks beforehand? It's trying to be able to get active, though. Like, I feel like if you do a bit of work around doing some exercise, you get structure to your day. So I think structure is quite important. So I've managed to get that, so it's not too bad. So, most important question at this stage, have you got a beer in your hand? Uh, yes, I have. I have got a beer in my hand. Have you? That I absolutely have, mate. That's very pleasing to hear that we're, uh, we're both on the same wavelength with that. <laughs> Early good connection. Oh, it's got to be done, hasn't it? It's got to be done. Um, okay, mate. So, I mean, we kind of, we had a little chat earlier, didn't we, about sort of the structure that we want. Let's have a good, good old chat about cricket, basically. Um, and about our experiences of, of what we've had at Upton and all that kind of stuff. So um, I was thinking we might as well start down the bottom, might we, and start with a bit of uh, a bit of junior cricket. The juniors, oh, I was good time on it, the juniors. I came, you're, you're a junior OG, whereas I, I, I joined late. I joined a bit later than you. And I guess what I talk about, the people that I played all three juniors with, it's probably you and Smudge, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I would have said so. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, I think 12, I think the first year of the thirteens. I think that sounds about right, wasn't it? it was when we yeah, that's the one. Because I remember cricket. coming and playing against you for Coldy, and then obviously we went to the same school, so you're having none of that. So then I had to come and play. Well, exactly, you know, just roped in very easily. Um, yeah, no, I, I I remember you coming over and uh, it, was, it was just as things were starting to get serious, wasn't it? I mean, obviously, Paris cricket sort of got us going, but kicking off when you joined, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was good as well. Like, I think by that age, you're ready to move into hard ball as well. And you're like, Paris cricket's decent when you're younger, but it's just like you get to an age where you're like, I actually want to go and play you know? No, absolutely. And we were surrounded by a lot of uh, a lot of fellow good cricketers as well I think that sort of age group and, and I know the sort of the five six seven years before were quite similar in terms of a really good standard of junior cricket on the Wirral as well yeah we were quite lucky there was a lot of good like Oxton were always good Neston were always good Chester were good Birkenhead Park was pretty good Birkenhead Park got better later on through juniors didn't they they kind of yeah. they're good players when you got to 15 17 I found yeah, absolutely. I mean, they were probably the team we had the most trouble with as we got further further down the, the line towards that under-17 stuff, wasn't it? They always seemed to cause us a problem. Yeah, they had, they had a lot of good players. Um, they were always quite a tough, like, quite a competitive team to play against as well. I felt like certain, certain other teams don't like quite good players, but you felt if you got the good players out, then you won. Whereas I don't think that was the case with their good players. I think they kept going more than a lot of other people. 
Yeah, I think that's true, actually. They had, and they had a real sort of competitive edge against us in particular as well, didn't they? They really liked the idea of, of beating us towards the back end. Yeah, they played a lot with you, quite a lot of their lads, didn't they? And they knew quite a lot of our lads. So, yeah, there was a lot. Yeah, and I, I, I think that was the thing about our junior cricket as well, wasn't it? It's because so many of the lads were, were on sort of your Cheshire courses and things like that and involved in the county setup that it, it, it almost fueled that competitive edge a little bit as well. Yeah, it was good. It was good. You played so you played in the, all the time as well. It's not like league cricket and Adel is a way you travel all across Cheshire. It's very local. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes even three times a season at times. Exactly. I mean, we. I think about the amount of times we played teams like New Brighton, who we've not even mentioned yet. We must have played them like fifteen times in about a three-year period at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, no, we played them an awful lot. Yeah, I mean, another of the strong sides that we had in there. Um, yeah, I suppose I. I think back to sort of under 15s cricket and that first experience of longer format as well, and how that's kind of shaped our careers moving forward as such. Right. I don't know. I just you probably you don't want to call it. Well, I don't want to call it proper cricket in Ivan's podcast. You can't see me doing the speech now. But um, it was more towards proper cricket, wasn't it? The longer format. Um, yeah. And I think I don't know. I, I, I just felt personally, and I know you probably felt the thing. You just wanted to go and play stuff that mimicked what you were going to go and play, because ultimately, the thing we knew that we were going to go and play first team cricket. So we wanted to play as much of that kind of format with the game as we could do. No, absolutely. I think it was it was hugely important because at the time we were just starting to move into adult cricket as well. When you start playing under fifteens, and I think that format was was a match. so nicely, and it, it's a shame sort of now that 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 longer format is not so much dying. I mean, we're still playing a little bit of it, but teams are not as as receptive as they seem to be when we when we were playing junior cricket. No, I think people put out a stronger team for those longer games than they did for the short format, to be honest. I can remember. Um, no, absolutely. I can remember a lot of walk over 20 over games, but I don't know the longer format was not, not an event. Do you know what I mean? Like people actually wanted to play well in it. I, and I think it was that. I, I think that's what fuels that that brilliant level of cricket that we had to an extent. Is that everyone wanted, you know, we wanted to go out there and score hundreds, and I think that was the difference. We wanted to go out there and bowl ten overs and take six wickets or take seven wickets or you know things that you couldn't do in the space of a four-over spell. Yeah, I think most of us were playing adult cricket by that point. Like under fifteen, but how old are they? Like fourteen years old. We're definitely already playing first-team cricket. Fourteen cricket. Well, I, I mean, that was the thing, wasn't it? Is that we'd started to. You know, we talk about the the three mats some of the time, and particularly for our age group, that there was you know there was me, you, Smithy, and then there were other people in the age group above. You know, your Luke Camdens, your Aaron Turners, people like that who were all getting themselves involved in senior cricket as well. Yeah, definitely. I think especially when you go you go from playing that on Saturday as well, you don't get as much time to do what you want to do. You do look forward to the junior games where you can go out and. I don't know, there's some cricket juniors they either get, I think it's like a flip of the coin, isn't it? Some people get loads of opportunity, like they bowl loads and they bat high. Or some yeah. people either, I'm talking about an all rounder point of view, because you bowl, you're then batted lower. Yeah, I know. You then don't get as much for bowl. And I think in the age group cricket, then you then go to be able to do both. So you can kind of look forward to doing both in that kind of format. No, absolutely, uh, and that was the, the beauty of the side that we had as well, wasn't it? Is it? You know, we had lots of people that could do lots of.
thing about it is there was never really any quibbling or moaning about batting or bowling. We just kind of got on with it and we loved playing as a team. Yeah, massively. But like, again, though, like a lot of junior sides, you funny when we were when we played them, you knew the best players in you. Like you knew you had to either stop someone taking wickets or stop people scoring runs when you're beating them. But I don't think that was true for our, our team. We had like your gun players, if you want to call them that, at a junior level on our team. But the rest of the lads were, were really good as well. And I think what was good for him, especially getting coached by his dad, is everyone had a role. Yeah, like, absolutely. Even in senior cricket, like these days, like how many people genuinely understand the role they play in a team or how often is a role actually discussed? Whereas we were doing it in under 15 because people knew what their role was inside. Um, I think it's no, absolutely. valued. And I, yeah, I think that's I think that's an important word, isn't it? Is that value and and also like you say, understanding your your position within a team and what's important that you get right. And I think we most of the time had at, at the very least nine or ten lads that were fully understanding of that, if not a full eleven that were, which is probably what helped us when we we kicked on out of that fifteens and sort of that climactic experience of that final under seventeen season that we played. No, it's so fun, man! Such a fun season. Oh my word! Literally, like I don't know. I, it was just every final was different, but every final was so fun. Like the world was it the one? The first final was New Brighton, wasn't it? Yeah, World Cup. Yeah. No, was it? Yeah, it was. It was at Irby. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah Irby. That was different to the other two finals because, with all due respect, it was a ma- it was massive battering. Right. Right. And yeah, in that final, it was. I mean, it was. It was a. Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a walk over that one, wasn't it? And really, probably shouldn't have been because it was against a, a pretty strong New Brighton side who probably just didn't quite have the the best of days. But no, all the players did. didn't plug, didn't do anything, did they? Like Watkins didn't do anything. Um, no, nah, no, nah, nah, you're absolutely right. So it was kind of yeah, that was like out of the three finals, like I don't, I don't want to be disrespectful, but it felt more fun than it did like a final almost. Um, well, I think that was the thing was that, like you say is that it didn't really feel as much like a final that one and they, their kind of heads went down quite quickly and chasing 80 and what 10 overs was uh, was yeah not something that you saw very often at no. junior cricket level you do look back at it how like batting with one of your best mates top of the order chasing it down on down having a lot of, it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun um, I miss junior cricket man I miss junior cricket massively yeah, and I think it's good to be able to look back on it and, and say that, isn't it? Because you, and again, I'm talking sort of modern, your modern cricketer here now is that they're almost looking to get out of junior cricket and into senior cricket. And I, I don't think that should necessarily be the case. No, you can, you can still, but there's still, there's still so much to learn from junior cricket. And I think about the amount of other areas. Yeah, there's loads of, like, I think that's one of the beauties of Upton, like, there was loads of cricket made available to people at that age. Um, our 17 season, what that year, we were playing, obviously, the junior cricket for the 17s, we were playing 15, and we were playing, it was 15 the year before, I can't remember. Um, I think, I think it probably would have still been in and around there, wouldn't it? It was sort of 16, 17 were the, the most, uh, like we were discussing, uh, the fundamental years in that 15 side. No, it just gave you more opportunities to go and, even if it's not like 
the standard you play on a Saturday, it just gives you the chance to go and do things like bat loads of time or score like big, like score hundred and realize that how to how to build innings and how to bat for two and a half hours because like, how many people now know how to bat for two and a half hours? Like, no one does, they play like T20. Um, only back for like 50 hours on a Saturday and then get out. Like, how many people have actually know how to build an innings over like two and a half hours? Like, probably no one. Um, junior level at the club, really. I think it's fair to say. I think probably not so much, and it's something that, that people should still be aspiring to do. I mean, we've, we've got juniors that can do it, it's just taking those opportunities, and obviously. You know, we don't have the luxury of the fifth team anymore, but you still, you know, you've got your Sunday first team and you, you've got your opportunities potentially there. I know Phil Wood's very good at that kind of thing as, as the Sunday captain now. So there's still, there are still the opportunities there to learn and to 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 build those kind of things. I mean, even even for bowlers, it's a good opportunity to bowl at some sort of slightly more yeah, experienced. It's fun as well, right? If you play with your mates, like, remember the, the fifth team game at Crystalton? That was so fun. That was so fun. I always oh, remember classic. it. I was like, oh, you're chasing like 2.30. I'm pop-looping with you and I was fuming. I was like yeah. looking at Charlie Ward Senior when he was like, when he was naming the order and he's like, Owen, Dom. And I was like, oh, for God's sake. Like, in my head. I was like, I was at three, I was fuming <laughs> and then Potsy got bold and I was like, get in, right. And then walking past, <laughs> walking past Charlie and he was like, let's secure the draw. Let's get on the draw. We don't want to lose. We don't want to lose this game. Two and a half hours later, it was two, three, five, and one. <laughs> After like, <laughs> and you kept chipping it to yeah. their uh, groundsman a bit off. <laughs> you kept letting yeah, it land. Yeah, that was. Uh, land certainly wasn't one of my. And I was a chill. Yeah, that that was that was one of the most bizarre innings I've ever played. That getting dropped four <laughs> times in the first thirty, and then absolutely blitzing the next sixty. <laughs> It was uh, it was a surreal one that, but and obviously you you got the hundred that day, and I suppose that's what you're saying, isn't it, about building um, building innings? And you obviously the week before scored a load at Bowden as well, and it's good to it's an experience that people don't necessarily get of being able to yeah, try and we back can up make their an scores individual as podcast well. about both of those innings, but um, but no, then <laughs> you get like just, I don't know, Feel but I've always enjoyed. We haven't really batted a lot in Saturday cricket. But it's just an opportunity to go and bat and play with your mates. Cricket is about right. Yeah, it's, and you, you know, we're ultimately playing club cricket. Oh, you want to be having some enjoyment while you're doing it, and and that that fifth team side was definitely that. And it is a shame that we don't have it anymore. But you know, hopefully one day we'll be able to to integrate it because I think it was such a good thing for. But not just us. I mean, you're talking other people. You know, you mentioned Don Potter there, someone who played a lot of 15 cricket and scored a lot of runs. Unfortunately, not playing with us so much now. But it was a really good breeding ground for someone like him. I know Dave Williams played a lot in there as well. And look at him bowling for the first team now. I mean, there's reasons that these people have got to where they are. And I think probably Charlie Ward Senior actually. Yeah, he doesn't have like to be. He always picked juniors as well. Like when we were playing, it wasn't like it wasn't a struggle to fill the 15. Um. He had a choice of people, and he and he always played. He always played junior lads, and not only played them because you can play junior lads, but he also gave them a lot of responsibility within the side. Um, which is it's more important. Well, absolutely. To be honest, could you see how many junior lads sometimes get picked for a junior nap all? So what's the point? No, I absolutely agree, and like you say that. because 
it was a side sometimes. I think I remember going to a game at somewhere like Elworth or something like that, and we, we literally took nine juniors, and it was Charlie Ward and I think probably Mal Prio or someone like that. And that was that was it in terms of senior cricketers, and you had nine junior lads, and suddenly there was a, a whole load more responsibility on you than there ever was yeah. no, in any no, other form of adult cricket that we played at the stage. We always say we produce very, very good junior players and probably other clubs get very bored of hearing up to be going on about the juniors again. Um, but I think it's justified, like, and as good as the, the players are themselves, it's the people that actually give them the platform to be able to go and play. So, for example, I'm thinking the junior players that over the past 10 years you've got probably Gary Dixon's lot, and he coach, and like we Ross, Rollo, Mark, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure who else is in that age group, but probably definitely more. Um, and then you've got your dad's, your dad's lot, so me, you, Smudge, Tammy, Dumby, um, Dave. And then you've got people like Charlie Ward who then give those players a, a platform and adult cricket, and then the captains of the Saturday side, so those people deserve an unbelievable amount of credit. Um, and I think it's only right that the club does shout about it. It's, it's junior, it's junior players. You know, the club hasn't won an awful lot of silverware over the past, let's say, ten years. But I don't think any club has produced the caliber of junior players that Upton has over the past ten years. Like you talk about the side that you could have, let's say, for the last ten years, produced juniors of of Upton. You've got Lee Dixon, Ross Dixon, uh, Mark Rowland, Tom Mars, and Jay. Williams, uh, Luke Camden, me, you, Smudge, Sunby, Dave, Dan. That's 12. Like, that's, that's yeah, yeah, probably yeah. win division one without losing a game and would be very competitive in the Premier League. Um, I doubt anyone outside of the club will listen to this, but if nice. you are from another club and you would like to compete against our junior side, feel free. It'd be good to see, like, because we know that other clubs produce fantastic juniors themselves. Um, that's something that should be celebrated in the county. Absolutely. It is to an extent, but maybe not as much as it could be. No, it's it's good to look back on the, the calibre of player that you have produced and, like you say, other sides, feel free to throw them out there at us. I mean, I'd, I'd challenge most clubs in, in Cheshire to produce something better than that in terms of, you know, your calibre of player you're talking about, your Lee Dixons of you know, captained county sides and uh, and Ross very similar and probably if it weren't for his shoulder um, would have been a professional cricketer or would have had a very good chance of being a professional cricketer and they're just to name a couple. I mean, Cammy's still scoring a load of runs in in Premier League cricket. Rolo's still scoring a load of runs in Premier League cricket and, you, you know, you're excluding even, you know, some of the guys who are playing first team with us from that side at the moment, you know, think about the, the ups and through and throughs of not yeah, that long no. ago. I mean, you Stowers and people winner. like that. Tina. Who are... I mean, yeah, and, we've, you know, we've, we've not necessarily even mentioned them and these are all Upton lads who have in some way had something to do with, with our juniors. Yeah, I've after, just seen... Sorry, I'm getting distracted, right? I've just seen two people, like... Doing their daily one-hour exercise on electric bikes. How does that work? Well, I mean, that doesn't really feel like that's the, the going for a ride. I didn't call the police. 
I mean, that doesn't really matter. It's not allowed. You got. I'm sorry, mate. We're going in the shops. We've got an issue. With <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm getting distracted. Non-essential travel. I was, right, I was see, listening see to that side getting whittled off, um, and then I realised I'd made a mistake because I'd be doing nothing in that side other than people's gloves and making sure <laughs> people were hydrated. Well, take it, mate. Twelve man's fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's the people that do that. It's the people who don't do anything. They're the loudest. I've. Absolutely, um, that's, that's their role, sure. I'm more than happy to be that annoying, as we all know. Well, well, it's no <laughs> comment, mate. Um, I suppose that kind of gives us a, a perfect segue, if you will, um, to, to sort of move on to the, the more Saturday side of, of adult cricket, really. Um, and thinking back to sort of other people that gave us opportunity, and I, I was thinking about one person in particular that's uh, been quite—he's been quite active on our social media accounts over the last few weeks as well. Um, yeah, Paul we got Kearney's a lot of 13. opportunity in Kearney's thirteen, didn't we? A lot. Of I think he—he's—he's he, he's another one of those um, sort of enablers, if you will, um, that was very keen to to put responsibility onto your, your younger player. I mean, I remember. Go properly playing in that side for the first time at 14 and 15 and we were always given responsibility it wasn't just right you're going to fill a space in the side it was right you're going to bat you're going to bat here which is where you would want to bat you're going to bowl here or you're going to bowl this number of overs and you're going to bat here there was always no, there's always I mean, something there. my first earliest I think to be fair all the captains I've had through teams have been unbelievable my fourth, first 14 captain was Kenny Crofton who as we all know, yeah, absolute legend. Of, you know, the game, I know he's really popular, up to really popular at and Park, and, and, and quite rightly so. Um, always gave me a chance to play. Absolutely. Always gave me a chance to go and do. Um, so he was an unbelievable captain to have. And then, as you say, he got up to trees, and you've got Kearney, who, not just like, he wasn't just, he didn't just give you a chance, he gave you a chance because he genuinely believed you could do well. It wasn't like a token opportunity to go and see if you could score some runs by any chance. It was he battered your body because he genuinely yeah. believed that you could score and take wickets. And I always remember him being unbelievably positive in the way he spoke to you. Um, I don't know, it just filled yeah. you with like, oh yeah, it sound. It wasn't a big deal that you stepped up a team anymore. It was like you felt like you deserved to be there because of the confidence that he was talking to you with, which was quite nice. No, absolutely, and it, it, like you say, he had that he had that belief in you to, to that you were going to go and do it. it. Like you say, it wasn't just that token gesture. And again, I think that sort of was a big assistance. I know certainly from a personal perspective, in terms of having the confidence to then go on and when you moved up a team to go and play second team, which I remember doing for the first time at fourteen, and that was that was quite daunting, really. Um, but I I will always remember taking from that experience that I had with Paul that meant that I could then go up and actually continue to do yeah, what I've been doing I with him. I think my first second team captain was uh was Holmesy. Yeah I'd hope. Yeah like, he, he was the same for me. Um, but obviously like an absolute character around the club. Unbelievably funny but he's one of them like outside he, he's very light hearted about cricket but when he was playing he was a fit he was fit. he didn't want to lose did he? He was like fiercely 
Oh, he's competitive. Um, yeah. I can't remember when. Oh, what was that in game? I can't remember. Um, I remember playing one at Eaton Mersey, and it was like the covers leaked, and and the deck was like, "Are you playing in that game?" I think it was I, like I it went from like hard mean, to yeah. more than moist, but like at, at like two yard intervals, <laughs> all the way down. Um, <laughs> I remember batting at the end yeah, and grinding it. Do you remember Holmesy? Holmesy came out to bat and he had those stupid gloves that you could fit all four fingers into one of the compartments. With. And then he hit that guy <laughs> for like, to be yeah. fair, it was a big mixer down the ground. And like, as soon as he hit it, he went, I have the screws! As the ball like, <laughs> all the way to the party. And I was like, pissing myself. And then, next ball, he's like, yeah. He's like, oh, because he's like missed it and got bowled. <laughs> Absolute class. What a memory. Oh, and then we got battered. Well, that was unfortunately a little bit standard at that time, probably. I, got, um, I swear I batted Keno for like 20 overs that day. That must have been 20 of the most boring overs to watch me blocking it and Keno missing it, I assume. I, I, I do have I do have vague memories of that and I choose to try and put it to the back of my mind if all possible. I'm doing Kino with this nervous day. He's actually quite good on the floor with blocking. Oh, wow. Kino's uh, a, a, an RT defender. Yeah, you don't get through that. You don't get through that. <laughs> but, um, it was good. I remember played in the good league in those. Like, I remember the, the step up to, from... Four to threes, I didn't really feel it, but threes to twos, it, it did feel like a step up. No, definitely. And then, I mean, again, it kind of leads quite nicely for us, doesn't it, into that? Because um, we were talking about Holmesy there and then playing in the, the Ed Denning teams. Oh, we had a good side then. A good side. Like, I think not just like ability-wise, like the lads as well. So much fun. Well, I think I think that was the thing about that side, wasn't it? Is there were a lot of players in there that could have been playing first team probably at the time. You know, I'm thinking people like Tom Maguire, who was probably peak of his powers um, in terms of pace and aggression. And uh, you yeah. know, we had Stowley, who's playing regular first team cricket now. Um, I know he bit he had been playing regular first team cricket and then sort of went out of cricket and came back in. Um, but you know, he was in that side, and then you had. Again, me, you, Matty Smith, um, Dave Williams coming through there, somebody coming through there. I mean, that was a serious side. Aaron played as well, didn't he? When Aaron was still playing, he bowled a decent lick. Yeah, absolutely. He was bowling quick then, wasn't he? Um, Lee Sharon played a bit that season. He did. Uh, had a pretty good season, if I remember rightly, as well. Yeah, he played nicely. I remember getting 50 at Stockport in a really good win there. He batted really nicely. Ed yeah, was Ed, an underrated player. I, I, Eddie was a was a really good player. I mean, he's quite quite a big loss in my opinion. I, I think not just as uh, I know we sort of jacked it in after he after he finished as captain, but um, he was as a batter um, very capable. But you know, the unorthodox technique as such. But I remember him making a lot of runs that year. Yeah, he did make a lot. Of, did Cy Evans play that year as well? I think he'll have played a, a little bit, won't he? I mean, it was it was a side full of people that was were capable. At second team level, like the first time though, like because obviously me, you, and Smudge played together all through, always in the same team for juniors. 
very yeah. like played 15 all together as well because we all volunteered at the same time. Um, yeah. And then when we we kind of threes and fours, we didn't all play together at the same time. I don't think we were always in no, one other. Bitty, yeah. And then Holmesy's second team, we didn't all play in that at the same time. And then Ed's team, we were we were all in it, and it was kind of like we're back together. So I think yeah. that's a big part of why we had a lot of fun in that in that team as well. No, definitely. I mean, and there were regular appearances for other people that we played junior cricket with as well. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking straight up someone like uh, Don Potter again that, that came into that side and played a little bit as well. And yeah. it was really good to have those people, that sort of people that you played junior cricket with. You mentioned Aaron there as well, who we'd obviously played a lot with as well. And that was... Danny, that was re- Danny Ribbon played a bit that year. Uh, yeah, he would have done, wouldn't he? Yeah. Danny Ribbon. Rogue bloke. If you look, if you so if you met him like out and about, you you're you are not a cricketer. You've never played cricket in your life. <laughs> That's so true. He was a good player, very good player. Seventeen, second the first season was uh, or his second season, our first season. I remember having a really good year there, which probably would have been around that time, actually. Yeah, it would have been. I reckon. Hmm, um, probably a couple of years before, maybe. Yeah, a couple like, of years before. Because I'm I'm picturing. When we played junior cricket with like Aaron and Danny, and it was the a it was the year when we played Nefton in the T20 when they had Ash and Cammy playing. Oh, that game, yeah, classic. That year, that was a good game. Um, so that they were that year. So I think that was a little bit before. Yeah, it would have been a little bit before we were playing in that in that in that Ed Denning second team certainly. Um, but yeah, your old man played a bit in that in that season. Yeah, he did. That would have been just as he was he was coming back into it and, and starting to take wickets and stuff. Yeah, he, he played a little bit of threes with Kearney, hadn't he? And he played some twos with us in there, yeah. He was invaluable as well. Well, he's he like, good, good for experience. He was our coach, one of the years. The years yeah. You go and play with him. Um, yeah. I don't think... Do, do many know how good your dad was in his day? Uh, probably don't have the, the full sort of perception of... of the level that he played at when he was younger. Yeah. North of England. Uh, he's North of England schoolboys, yeah. Um, so I mean it's probably slightly different from the North of England setup now. He said it was probably equivalent to sort of playing county level age groups now, but I mean still of a of a pretty decent standard. Yeah, there's no chance I'd be saying that. I'd be like, yeah, North of England. Tough. Well and obviously Tough. that's that's what he says. No. Um but yeah no he he knows exactly what he's talking about. I mean, I learned loads through him. Like when I first came back when I was young, I was just a bowl that biff it a bit, wasn't I? I slogged it. I, I had no form of elegance. And then he built, <laughs> he should be built a technique into me. So, um, yeah, to then be able to go and apply it with him there at the same time, again, it's just that kind of ideal scenario to be able to go and perform well as you move up through teams. Yeah, absolutely. And to, like you say, to have a, a face that can you almost trust if um you know, if if things are going wrong to go and talk to as well actually within your team, isn't it? Yeah, it was funny as well. I mean remember when he had that LBW turned down at Stockport when he, I swept him. <laughs> oh lost, yeah. Lost his he lost his head. <laughs> I've never seen him lose his head before, he lost his head. He gave it the old way. When you snatched the cap off the umpire. More aggressive <laughs> than you probably should do. You gave it that one. Stormed no, There were some particularly dubious decisions that day, we must say. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when, there's, 
when the opposition chairman is standing as the umpire, I mean that kind of uh, kind of defeats the object, really. Yeah, is that the game that you got given out for behind leaving? Yes, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You could drive a bus between the gaps. <laughs> <laughs> okay, quite literally, could it? It was actually fairly. Not, I'm not going to say it was funny because I'm going to trigger you, but. <laughs> it was pretty funny to see him give it out. I was like, surely not. Well, we managed we managed to win the game, didn't we? So uh it was that got the last laugh, so Lee Sharrock fifty odd. I, I remember I think I remember you hitting a six over mid wicket to win that, didn't you? Starley called it, didn't he? Starley was in the uh Starley told me afterwards he said Ingram's gonna hit a six here and we're gonna win. And then uh, yeah, that, that does ring a bell. I'm sure Star- I think Starley got a few himself, didn't he, that day? Yeah, he did. He did. He must. Yeah, Starley must have done. I, think Starley so. must I, remember, have. I have memories of it being Lee Sharrock, Starley, Ed, and yourself that got most of the runs that day. I think you got forty odd at the end, didn't you, to bring it home or something? Uh, I don't know if it was that many, but oh yeah, a couple. I don't know. I just remember. I remember running a five because I hit it down to mid on to like win. We needed two, and then no one yeah. chased. But it didn't get to the boundary, so I was like, well, if I keep running, will, will I get more runs? So I was like, <laughs> keep running, son. Yeah, 50 here, you go lazy. I then went down to the scorebookers too, so just a bit of extra cardio. But it was a good win. It was a dog pitch. I don't know how, well, there was like 500 runs scored that day. I don't know how. Because the pitch yeah. was really wet. I don't know how 500 runs are ever scored at Stockport. No, but to be fair, like sometimes it's all right at Stockport. I mean, last time we played there, it was an yeah, it's an interesting one. <laughs> how many people got hit in the head playing four defensive shots? I reckon at least five people got bonked. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely. They at got least five. Barber got bonked for them. Like that was really dangerous as well because Stumby was bowling decent wick. Yeah, I mean that was. It was ridiculous. I mean, ultimately, we probably should have had the game called after about four overs, shouldn't we? Yeah. And I, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. It was, uh, it was a, a classic. And again, that kind of leads us nicely on to um, sort of the top level of, of cricket, um, moving up to, to first team. The pinnacle. The, the, the pinnacle of Upton cricket. The pinnacle of our game. Absolutely. Uh, how many... I, I can't tell you how many different seasons I've had in that first team of like just pure mediocrity or pure like sinking depression or absolute elation. There, there is, I've had every single season. And I'm, I'm all of that. Well, the first one was off there season. That would have been. Oh. <laughs> how was it? We made an impact. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you've, you've pushed me for when that first season was actually. I swear it was the season we went down. He was our first. I think it. No, my first captain was Linners, but I didn't play a full season. So no, I, I only played one game on Linners, I think, and then it was it was Uncle Warbo. So yeah, you're right. It would have been the season we went down to the matter brackets. Variation good. Um, I remember. <laughs> I remember my first game with Warrington away, and the ones were on like the verge of, the verge of going up. It was uh, it was like the same sort of season to what we had a couple of years ago when we almost went up. Um, from yeah. Day. And they were in Div One at the time, weren't they? Um, I think. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon that's right. And we played at Warrington, and got rolled by like eighty odd. And like, 
I've been scoring runs for the twos and Linners came in and said, just play up and play and then that'd be nine. Well, then, cheers, Linners. <laughs> and then he came in and bollocked us all halfway. He's like, do you want to go up? And then, <laughs> was it, was, um, oh, we had, that was the uh, year we had um, dad coaching us, wasn't it? Must have been, yeah, must have been. And then, honestly, what I, this is honestly a really funny cricket memory, right? So I was, I was fielding, and I didn't want to laugh because I was on first team debut, and we were getting battered by Warrington. Um, <laughs> and oh, before that, actually, I had the most, had the worst debut innings ever. I managed to not get a duck. I Chinese cutted off their tweet off their Aussie. He was ragging it square through my own legs. And I went down the other end to face a seamer and got hit in the box and then nicked off. That has to be, <laughs> has to be the worst first team debut innings ever. Um, well, it's certainly one way to go, isn't it? I had a cherry on me whites. It really hurt. Um, what else? <laughs> and, then, and then after halfway, like, Linus is bowling. It's like a touch wide. He's like, not getting the guy to play. Just like, Linus, make him play. It's like deep square or whatever. And I looked around to see Brad. He's got his kids doing this fielding drill. He's <laughs> one of his kids is feeding him like leg stump half volleys. The other kids at like short square leg. And Brad is hitting these hard sweeps. <laughs> one of his kids. <laughs> like, stop this. The kids just spent the whole innings fetching balls in the square leg boundary. Usually <laughs> getting absolutely wrapped by them. <laughs> And then Linus has got so fed up and he shouts to make him play that he's going, Hey, I'm the captain of this cricket club. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, is this what first team's about? And I was like, oh, it was funny. And then, yeah, it, I mean, we got absolutely dick. So it wasn't that funny. But um, looking back, so, so funny. Great time. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was... Uh... Yeah, it's good, good times to get started, and then obviously it's kind of all gone on from there as such. Well, how would he took that form into the next year if we got relegated? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I remember not doing awfully that year personally, but yeah, we just I don't know. I think things weren't quite right, were they? Like, um, I think it was it was a transition year, wasn't it? Yeah, it definitely was. Um, but again, it's like uh, we've saying before, you've got to give people opportunities. Like me, you and Smudge got opportunities. So if you're going to no. stick, stick three young people into your first team and then give them important roles, I guess you've got to be prepared to fail a little bit. Um, and it was a massively dark day. We went down out of Div 2. Like, that was poor. Um, but uh, we've gone over the next four or five years from there, though, in, in all fairness. Well, I mean, the next year we battered everyone. Well, um, we should have never been there, should we? That was that was the, the reality. That was, that was really important for Warbo, wasn't it? Because obviously he's Mr. Upton, like he's Upton through and through. I I didn't get on particularly well with him the season before. Um, but it was important for him that we actually played quite well and won the league and the T20 the year after because just for a sense of personal pride, I'm sure like he felt the relegation worse than anyone and he wanted to get back up when he was captain so that was quite nice that for him. No, absolutely. And I, th- I think it was obviously like you said, it was a relatively dark time for the club that that Warbo would always um 
very satisfying to to obviously there with um, you know with with Robbo and then with uh, with Tom. So it was, uh, I think, very much the the shaping of of where we are now, in my opinion, um, came yeah. from from that relegation. Yeah. No, I think so. It gave us a year of getting used to winning again. You get a habit of winning, don't you? Um, I, yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And we obviously, you know, we've we've then kicked on to go up out of Division Two again and back into Division One where we belong. And obviously, not to talk too much about last year, but unfortunately, with the we're having this conversation, but um, yeah. yeah this... It's, it's where we belong. I think well, you can't you can't say can you? But I think we would have done pretty well this season. Um, You'd like to decide that was, was uh, that we wouldn't have had too many too many problems this year. I would have liked to think that you never tell how quick it's going to go. But yeah, Macca back. Macca Macca I was going to come and play again. My only regret, my only regret through not playing cricket was I'm not quite sure where I was. Was I down south when we came really close to getting promoted? Uh, must have been, mustn't you? Because did did you did you play any did you play any cricket in that year? Play I did, yeah. I, did. I played. I played. Um, oh, I want to say like maybe eight, maybe a little bit less. Do you reckon eight's too many? Um, but you play. I remember. I remember Barrow very clearly. You were at Barrow. I remember you played last day of the season at Oxton. Yeah, I did. I played two days a Um uh, Oh yeah, you played. Yeah, you played both Oxford games, didn't you? Um. Yes, I did. I played. Um. Yeah, I did, and then I played Barrow. I played. What else did I play? No, yeah, I you, you played. You, you played a few in that second half of the season. I'm sure you played against up against Bowden at home and things like that as well. I'm sure there was sort of. Yeah, a... I did because I remember playing against Tippers. Yeah, there was a there was a little sort of stretch of games. I think he played towards the back end, wasn't there? Yeah. So I'm guessing yeah. it might have been. I'm guessing you were at. Well, you would have been at uni, wouldn't you? That would have been why you played the back end of the season. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it would have been. It would have. Yeah, it would have been uni or where. I can't remember. I'm not going to work it out. It would have been uni or where. Well, I played one. I think I played a full season that year. I really do. Um. Oh, it was a good year that one. I wish I played a full season that year. I was going to miss out on the final day. Marvin said he was going to pick one, but we're, we're, we're there. Well, yeah, it was the right call, and I was like, oh, I'm going to put it. Um, I was going to go on the that game. I felt like it had some kind of like special air to it. I felt like we were going to, if we won, we'd go up. And unfortunately, we won and didn't go up. Yeah, I know what you mean. It was. Uh... But yeah, uh, it was kind of one of them because obviously we were optimistic. But then you won and we didn't go up. But if you had won and we had got up, I would have been. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I'd have, I'd have been like, you know, I, I would have quite liked to have been involved in that. Um, no, and it, it's, it's. I mean, for a little while on that day, it looked like we looked like we might. But, well, um, we should have like, well, hold on. <laughs> that's not doing <laughs> No, we, no, no, we, sh- we should have done really, but it's one of them. And we still had like one of the biggest parties ever. Night was heavy, salad like saw so the coming around early doors. There was special shots of ethanol. 
Well, it was it was a, it was a big night, wasn't it? I mean, two like you say, twos going going back up, which was great, and um, and the ones coming so close for for a team of our sort of um, like we don't like to say it ourselves, but you know, I know it's perceived around certain parts of the counties that we are Little Upton really, and you know Little Upton were so close to to doing something special, but. Um, it was a it was a big last night that one and the season that was a classic no, that one so so good so so good I remember that like the boys I remember after the game at Oxton I was sat in the dressing room and the smiles on everyone's faces oh it was great I was obviously I'm quite close to Tommy so it was great for him as captain to be able to win the league and like get promoted to the team um, oh, yeah definitely so definitely. I felt well tired I'd not been asked to bat or bowl in so long, I was. I was like, I don't know how many over the ball. I must have bowled like ten overs. I was gone. I was trying to celebrate. I was blowing hard. But, uh, that was, that was, but I remember that day, Smudge took a worldie to get the first wicket, like an absolute worldie. It slip off Tommy Mag, diving all. Right. By the way, that is the best second team that has ever been fielded by. Uh, it was a serious side. Around it, like, what is going on? I was like, this is ridiculous. Um, oh, and then I remember putting Tino in the third split. And the next ball, he nicked it to third split. <laughs> Just hit Tino <laughs> and fell. <laughs> oh, classic. That was fun. That was fun. Um, that two sides, two That's sides like, was a small joke. That was, yeah, it was some side that day. But that, that was the nature of that season, though, is everything just seemed to go right. And we seemed to have the, the best sides out all the time when we needed them. And it was absolutely perfect for, for what we were trying to achieve that year. And, you know, ideally we would have had both sides go up. But, you know, we say everything happens for a reason, don't we? And maybe it wasn't quite destined yeah. to be for the ones. Yeah, maybe right. There's one arm in it. Well, hopefully it's something that we can achieve again in the future. But, uh, first, first goal to get back out of Div Two next right. year. Well, I'll see because this is now this is now sad because I was supposed to play this year, but I won't be able to play next year. Um, That's a great, great shame, mate. I mean, it's obviously with you with your move, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? But it would have been nice to to get another season. Burning and we. Sorry, mate. Like Birmingham League and stop talking like Jack Grealish. <laughs> yeah, well, don't go acting like Jack. Actually, I'm going to play Birmingham League because imagine getting sledged in an accent for like two hours. Oh well, yeah, that's. I mean, you, you're walking off the pitch in it yourself. Yeah, that's not ideal. Let's not do that. Let's play. I'll tell you what I'll play. I'll play Worcestershire League because it floods all the time and you'd never have to play cricket. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Get yourself a few games around the yeah. road. Have area. you seen that? So close down the road to that, and I tell you what, it is ridiculous. They got any time, any chance of slight rainfall, and it is like a swimming pool. It is ridiculous. How do you play games yeah, there? It's, from... it's ridiculous. Oh, God knows, Mark. Well, it's literally on a flood plane, <laughs> isn't it? But there you go. Well, um, mate, I've really enjoyed that, and we filled. 50 minutes of time there with without even thinking about it. No, exactly. You just talk through it. Then you've got a lot of stories. I'm sure there's, obviously, as you reach out to other people, there'll be definitely different stories. 
lost there for a second, mate. You lose me. I just I was like, as you, as you said, you said at the start, you're going to reach out to more people. There'll be plenty of stories that will be shared that might fill a minute or two as people are twiddling their thumbs and out. No, absolutely. And that's that's sort of the plan with these as we go forward. Is we hope to um, bring in other people. And I know you've said yourself that you'd be willing to uh, to, to help out in terms of um, doing a little bit of sort of what, well, what I've done really here with you and sort of facilitating and um, we'll we'll try and maybe come back with a few more ourselves if if we don't get the uptake from other people. But between us and uh, I know um, Tom Marsland is is keen, uh, Jez is keen that we'll try and just throw a few of these out every now and then just to try and uh, give something for people to have a little listen to if they want to. Yeah, hundred percent. And and in the words of Peter Crouch, pass the pod. <laughs> these, are, these are enlightening views that you're hearing here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it is. It is a wonder that they are free, but they are in these tough times. So, pass the pod, <laughs> share the wisdom, share the knowledge, and hopefully it makes sitting there staring at the ceiling less boring. A great way to, to wrap this uh, this episode up. That was, uh, that was lovely, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a good finisher. <laughs> um, no, uh, thank you for your time, mate. Massively uh, appreciate it, and we'll, um, we'll we'll obviously catch up again soon, and hopefully we'll do another one of these in the next in the next week or so. Uh, whether that be me and you, or whether it be me and you with someone else, or you know, one of us with with someone else. So yeah, um, thank you very much for your time, mate. No worries, mate. I'm not busy. <laughs> well, I think that's going to be the case with most people, probably. Hi. Uh, right. Um, yeah. So I will. Uh, I will sign it off, mate. But thank you very much, and uh, thank you to anyone that's got this far. If you've gone forty-nine minutes and thirty-seven <laughs> seconds with me and Ingram, then uh, then very well done indeed. But um, yeah, it's been been a pleasure sharing a little bit of our um, cricketing sort of highlights, if you like, and uh, our our journey through uh, through Upton. So um, thank you for, for staying with us. And again, thank you to you, mate, uh, for, for your contribution. And we'll, uh, we'll catch up again soon. Yeah, catch up soon, mate. No worries. Legend. Good to speak to you, Matt. And you, mate. Bye. Cheers, pal. Tarat.